Welcome to the Elemental Health Podcast. Welcome back to the Elemental Health Podcast. Um, today is an exciting solo so with me. So um, this is the meat episode. That's probably why you're tuned in to hear about how I got on with my 20-day meat-only challenge. Um, this is taken straight off the uh, YouTube that I put out. So if you haven't seen the YouTube, obviously you can watch that. And uh, you might hear some pauses where I'm kind of referencing uh, some pictures and bits and pieces. That's just because I pulled it off the YouTube um, you can see that um, on my YouTube channel. Uh, if you search Elemental Nick on YouTube, you should be able to find that. Um, you can also find it in my social handles, etc., at Elemental underscore Nick. Um, if you're interested in any of the bits and pieces I'm doing, the best place to go is ElementalHealth.co. Uh, you can also sign up for the 14-day energy reboot there, or you can go to ElementalHealth.co slash 14-day energy reboot to sign up for my free a 14-day challenge where we dive into all the tactics needed to supercharge your energy. Exciting stuff for 2021. Anyway, let's jump straight in. Uh, have a good listen to this short show about how I got on with the Meat Only Challenge. So, 20-day carnivore challenge. Um, why did I do it? I think uh, I'm always keen to very much experiment with uh, different diets, different systems of training, different ways of looking at things uh, for lots of different reasons. I like to challenge myself and I like to push the boundaries and see what's possible. Also, I'm all, I am interested um, in changing my physiology, um, staying as lean as possible. And also, I'm trying to understand what works and what hasn't been dis- explored and what paradigms need to shift uh, and how other people might benefit from some of these newer concepts that are coming out into the world this one is is kind of out there left field for for pretty much most people i would say and what does it involve well as it sounds uh for 20 days you eat basically animal products meat products so you just eat meat for 20 days uh, initially initially i was quite skeptical but i've been uh doing a lot of research and listening to a guy called paul saladino uh, he's uh, quite an interesting guy and he's a massive proponent of the the carnivore diet as he calls it uh, Sean Baker as well, another influence, uh, positive influence, I think, in the health space. Um, he also is, is a massive proponent of the carnival diet, and they're starting to look at some really interesting uh, studies uh, with chronic illness and how the carnival diet might be able to help with that. That's kind of why I wanted to test it out, and there's a lot of noise in this space as well, so I actually wanted to put myself through it and understand whether it was going to work. I think Joe Rogan also has tried it a few times now and, and is, is a bit of a proponent of the, the, the success of it. So uh, interesting stuff in, in some of the bigger bigger kind of names in the health space. So I thought I'd give it a go. 20 days? Why 20 days? Well, uh, I felt like 30 was a bit long for me. <laughs> and um, 20 was enough just to kind of start to understand what, what was going on with my body, what changes, what benefits, what negative aspects I was looking at and, and what was happening. So um, how did it go? Um, well, before I go into that, I think it's really important to look at measurements. So if we're not measuring, we're not testing, we don't really understand what's going on. However, it you know, 
I do understand science and I do understand research and these kind of anecdotal self-experimentations are hugely valuable on one hand. On the other hand, there are so many variables in daily life that it can be uh, very hard to distinguish what, what, uh, whether the thing you actually did was a benefit or the fact that you just put some structure in your life and followed a plan could have been any other plan and you still would have got a similar result, perhaps. So I'm always kind of like trying to balance uh, self-experimentation with actually what we know happens in, in a more controlled environment because my life <laughs> is the opposite of control uh, i don't know about you anyway so uh i did some measurements before and i did some measurements afterwards and i took a couple of pictures and we'll go into those in the results so uh basically for 20 days i've not had any uh, fiber in my diet any vegetables in my diet, any, um, I guess th those could be seen as the, 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 the negative aspects of it, but also I've had zero sugar, zero carbohydrate uh, for 20 days. How do I feel? Pretty good, pretty good. So I don't have any problems with energy, um, even into the evening. Usually in the evenings, I'm starting to flag a little bit. I'm a morning person. I didn't have any problems with energy going into the evenings, um, going to bed. I still felt quite fresh, uh, rested well overnight, which I didn't think I would do on this diet because I didn't think I would have that uh, bulking carbohydrate load in the evening that, that actually sees you through and satiates you throughout the evening. So um, that was an interesting component. What did I include in my diet? I tried to keep it as clean as possible. And this is probably one of the downfalls, I would say, with this diet is... Uh, you know, as a concept, I don't think it's terrible, um, but actually the practical applications, I think in modern life where there are lots of distractions um, and also uh, the kind of go-to quick foods uh, usually aren't meat-based. And if they are, it's low-grade meat as well. So you've got to really think about the um, the, the constituent parts of, of meat when you're going into this diet and what nutrients you're going to get from that. I felt fine. I guess is the outcome. The challenge I had was implementing the diet and that took a bit of work, a lot of planning and also it probably wasn't as clean as um, as it could have been and in some circumstances I had to rely on low-grade meat which is never a good idea um, because my life is very very busy and I didn't have the chance to kind of go to my local boot butcher um, all the time and then prepare the meat and then carry it around with me so I had to go for more quicker options um, and that's I think where you can become a little bit unstuck you need to think about what's going into the plants and the, the animals that you're eating um, what you are what your animal eats effectively if you're eating an animal and the same is for vegetables probably even more so toxins from the ground or lack of nutrients from the ground coming into those vegetables and then we're, we're just either uh, taking on something on board that isn't really benefiting us or it's toxic to us because of the environmental factors um, can't emphasize that point enough so um, that was the uh, that, that was kind of how I found it um, what about the nutrients? Uh, what did I miss out on? So fiber is probably the biggest component I think uh, is missing in this diet. Now that goes into the argument and there's loads of little rabbit holes with this diet. That goes into the argument of uh, do you need fiber in your diet? And that 
that's something that Paul Salino talks about a lot is this this notion that we've got around different food types and how they they should be included in our diet and and I think it's always interesting when people come into this space and try to disrupt it with uh, really looking at the fundamental uh, paradigms and I think that's a very healthy approach to looking at anything really is actually what are the principles that are driving this forward and are they uh, are they sound uh, does it make sense go back to evolution what were we built upon for a million years and what do we evolve to eat as a primary food source so not what could we eat what is our primary food source um, we were able to eat um, vegetables and other things but they weren't the preference the preference was always to have meat and actually it was always to have and if you look back to other animals and how they they eat it's always to have the organ meats that that's what a lion a tiger will eat first and the muscles the bit that we like the steaks um, actually get left and get eaten kind of last if you like um, that's an interesting thing to think about I didn't have a problem with any vitamin deficiency or anything over the 20 days. Obviously, it's a relatively short space of time. Um, the, the one factor that I probably, that the negative aspect of it um, <laughs> was um, I, I got a, a little bit constipated. And <laughs> I, I yeah, struggled in that department, if I'm honest. Um, and the the concept that, that you know that kind of makes sense from some of the other reading I've done because uh, meat is a very good uh, way to actually um, recolonize your gut your your stomach um, and the kind of the upper uh, digestive tract if you like uh, and it's very good at, at, at feeding those bacteria that are, that are being healthy within within the stomach and the, and the gut lining. Um, However, when it gets down to kind of the colon, down to the, the lower end, um, that's where fibre really uh, can, can be very healthy for that part of the body. And larger, you know, in the larger space where we know we've got these massive chronic problems of obesity, uh, people carrying around too much body fat, actually switching people over onto a meat diet might, might work quite well because you just, you know, you physically cannot eat too much meat um, to, you know, and I think, that's probably uh, another factor for me was getting enough calories on board uh, in a very busy schedule and and building out um, what would be kind of like a, a minimum daily calorific requirement. That opens another can of worms of how many calories do you need? Obviously, if you're taking different nutrients on board, different macronutrients on board, you, you, the argument is there to say you need different amounts of, of macronutrients. So the whole concept of calories uh, bring, it brings that into question. And, and uh, you know, I've got massive um, uh, concerns around that. And, and I, it's not an approach that I'm an advocate of, um, certainly not in the long term. Short term, maybe it can help you to, to clarify what's going on and measure. But, but you know, you, you, you cannot uh, well I, I'd invite you to sit here and argue with me that a thousand a thousand calories of pasta uh, is the same to the human body as a thousand calories of, of, of ribeye steak it, it just doesn't add up like that so using a single metric across macros or across micronutrients as well um, I think is, is a massive error <laughs> uh, in the space and, and it's created a lot of noise and a lot of confusion and a lot of upset so the results what do we think so here's a, a before picture not very impressive awesome and here's the after picture 
So you put the two together. It's hard to see any change from my perspective. Maybe you can, but um, it was 20 days, probably not long enough. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty lean as it is. Um, and I wasn't training particularly hard. I wasn't in particular training cycle for that as well. Um, doing lots of running and, and less kind of like building muscle. Um, so doesn't look great over 20 days. Didn't have a lot of fat to lose, um, but I did make some measurements. So drum roll. Uh, I did the caliper test, which is kind of like you pinch on in three different body parts uh, and measure that fat, um, take an average. Before I started the carnivore diet, I was around, hovering around probably 17, 18% body fat, um, maybe a little bit less than that. Coming out of the 20 days, I dropped down to about 15, maybe 14. So in 20 days, in theory, I dropped three, four um, body fat percentage points. What does that mean? Does it mean the carnivore diet is amazing? Well, probably not. Um, I'd had a period, so <laughs> I'd had a period of increasing my body fat, eating loads of junk, uh, feasting over, over Christmas, eating too much, not looking after myself, probably not training as hard. Then I went on to a strict diet for 20 days that included no sugar, <laughs> no carbohydrates. So obviously you're going to see that drop off. It's not just the fact that it was meat and the benefits of meat. You, I can't sit here and say that was the case. It was a structured approach uh, and I was disciplined. Those are probably the overriding factors, not the actual thing itself. It's not so much the actual implementing the thing, it's more the taking action towards that and building a structure around it and following a disciplined approach. It's the framework that sits around the actual thing that you're going to do, especially when it comes to nutrition. And I think we see that, we see that. So, um, you know, maybe I'll link some papers below where, you know, a human study was done, people ate only vegan diet and drop weight, people only ate carbohydrates and drop weight, people only ate, well, had a very low carbohydrate diet and lost weight. Uh, it's a very, very murky world. Um, and I think you've got to look beyond these basic metrics that were thrown at, that are thrown at us in the marketing or, or the methods and really understand what's going on with you. I can't speak for you, but for me, having high quality meats and fishes, uh, high quality organic vegetables where I know the soil is rich um, and low sugars, which technically will mean a low carbohydrate diet by the, the main metrics that are out there, um, makes sense. And uh, incorporating into that all the things that I want to do in life, all the fun aspects as well, and balance is absolutely the key. Right, what, what did we do to get to this point before we had all this technology, before we had all these processed uh, foods in our faces? What do we do? We went out, we hunted meat and we ate meat. And that's largely what we did. So the key factors, uh, energy levels were fantastic. My cognitive awareness and ability was very, very good. Um, and uh, I wasn't, um, I never got that bloaty, full feeling of, of eating too much because you, it's very hard to eat too much on this diet. There we go. Hopefully that episode was interesting to you. I know there's been lots of chat on the social media channel about um, uh, meat carnivore diets, vegan diets, and, and all the, the kind of the, these big um, 
big labels that people associate with nutrition and diet and it becomes a very very muddy world um, hopefully I haven't added to that hopefully I've, I've kind of um, given my input on, on one specific very uh, siloed approach um, and I've also given the kind of my, my view on, on, on the wider piece as well and, and the benefits of, 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 of other approaches um, guys it's been awesome thank you very much for listening all the way through to the end as always please uh, share this with someone uh, you care about if you think it's going to be a value to them uh, like and subscribe and leave us a review it does help us a lot and helps us get our message out to uh, a wider audience which is always really important as we grow the project uh, grow the podcast uh, and keep delivering uh, against uh, the value that you guys are demanding and putting on um, guys like myself who are really happy to, to be here chatting to you and giving you everything that you need um, it's been great I will catch you on the next episode